I am Matthew Thomas with Super Cool Radio. My guest at this time, hailing from Virginia, recently signed to DI Records. They are alternative rock band Azur Wolf. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. And making up Azur Wolf, we have Victoria, lead vocalist and rhythm guitarist, Isaac on lead guitar and backing vocals. Thomas on drums and Sean on bass and synth. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to kick this interview off with a very fun question. At least I think it is. I'll say put you guys on the spot. Um, if you could only listen to one band, who would it be? Um, for me, I think it would have to be Elvis Presley. Classic. Classic. Good choice. I can't, I can't let go of that one. Uh, I'm gonna say Jerusalem's almost dead. They are the hottest jam band on the scene right now, and can't get enough. It had to go obscure. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of obscure. Always gotta have that one guy. Yeah, <laughs> he's that definitely that the guy. One guy. <laughs> Tommy, what about you? Uh, village people. They got some. They got some good deep. Cuts, they got some good deep cuts. I was not expecting that one. <laughs> I don't think any of us were. <laughs> But now mine seems plain. I was just going to go Kings of Leon. Uh, I could have guessed that yeah. one. <laughs> well, I did see, I think it was 2019 at the uh, Wacken uh, Open Air Festival in Germany. The village people were there and they got a pit started. So, what? I mean, oh, that's yeah. pretty hardcore. Okay. It's the best of all the worlds. Yeah, I want to yeah. say I was in the wall of death at village people in <laughs> like, 2019. <laughs> I think you'd probably be the only person who would buy that shirt, but that's all right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I might have to start that. I'm, I'm going to have to add that to my shirt collection now. Send me a link. I'll buy one. <laughs> At least I'll sell one. Yeah. And uh, very big news for you guys. You guys recently signed to DI Records, actually official partner with Super Cool Radio. How was it uh, signing with them? It was It was good. Honestly, Um it's really nice to have a team of people behind us that believe in the music. Um, we've kind of been through the ringer this last year with trying to find a team of people and working with different producers and um, kind of had like a manager for a little while, but nobody really wanted to meet us where we were at and really want to work with the music. So it feels really good. Dakota's like so into us and really attentive and just wants to help us do whatever it is that we need to do and get successful. So that feels good. It feels good to have him there. Yeah, uh, he actually sent like before you guys uh, officially announced you signed with them. He actually sent me your music. He's like, you got to check this band out. Yeah, and awesome. I really enjoyed it. He sent me what a uh, black fur mm -hmm. um, pieces and both hands, and I really enjoyed all three of them. Oh, thank nice. you, Thanks, thank man. you very much. And uh, any kind, of, um, what was like your main reason for signing with DI Records? Is there something that uh, they have that you were drawn to as a record label? I think it was really just finally speaking with somebody that 
listened to the music. Yeah. yeah. Believed yeah. in us and listened to our needs and what we wanted going forward and not just like putting his agenda on us. That was, that was a big one. He just really believes in our music and there's no real benefit in it for him other than watching us grow. And that was huge for us. Yeah, Dakota, I really enjoy working with him. Uh, he actually helped me set up the, the last DI record showcase, the one that just aired. And uh, he's very attentive. Like he actually uh, puts effort into actually what he does. It's uh, it's very um, it's very nice because I get some people, you know, that I've worked with like, oh, they're just like, I oh, would we'll just throw it out there. But it's like he actually puts effort and quality into everything he does. For sure. It's refreshing in this industry. <laughs> that's what I was. That's the word I was looking for. I just couldn't think of it. Yes. Yes, it is. And he's just a super nice guy to work with. Definitely. Definitely. We feel very lucky. Yeah, I am too. I've been working closely with him for the last couple months. And it's just it's just really nice to work with someone uh, of his caliber. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, and um, focusing on you guys. So how did uh, Azure Wolf come together and how did you choose the very unique name? Um, so the band was originally a, a folk project that I started. So um, the it's really not that creative. The name uh, Wolf is just like my spirit animal. Blue is my favorite color. So put a little French spin on the color and there you have Azure Wolf. Um, the way these guys all came about, Isaac was the first one in the band um, and we found each other on Facebook. And then I did an open mic the same open mic that Tommy did with his other band and we met there and I stole him from that band. And then we met you on Facebook as well. Yeah. You were the last one to come into the band. So it was kind of a, it took a month or two to get everybody together. Um, and then after the first practice, we knew this was the lineup. <laughs> and this is Stella. And that's Stella. And she, she, she kind of hangs with my, my cat is sleeping over there. She doesn't, she doesn't like when I do interviews. <laughs> I've been trying to get her on camera, and she just, she's just like, I don't want to. Stella loves the limelight. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> well, I, I forgot there's a fifth uh, member of the band then. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. makes it to all the DI Records uh, meetings we have. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. She's got good treats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, uh, I've been trying to get my cat on here. She just doesn't want to. But one day, I'll get a cameo from my cat. One day. But always fun. I always, I always like uh, a couple times like animals have come on my interviews. I always enjoy it. Like I'm a big fan of pets and animals, so I don't mind. That's why I think Dakota signed us too. Is yeah. you saw the he cat, the and that, that was the, sell yeah. the mm -hmm. selling point. Yeah, you got an official mascot now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and Stella. Uh, so Isaac does the recording for us. We started recording everything from home, and your recording company is called Stella Music. So Stella Music. she's kind of the star of the show. Nice. Always cool. Always good vibe. Um, oh, uh, so you said uh, the band started as a folk project. So how did that uh, tr uh, transition to electrified uh, alternative rock? Uh, yeah, I think um, I'll let you guys kind of talk on that. But I think everybody kind of brings in their own influences. Um, so I have like quite a leaning towards writing folk singer songwriter kind of stuff. And these guys have all their influences from different bands and it just ended up turning into like the ethereal rock thing that it is now. I don't know if you guys want to comment on that, but or where your influences come from, what you guys brought to the band, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. I think so much of what makes Azure Wolf Azure Wolf is Tommy. Like mm -hmm. I, I think that when 
uh, V brings songs in and they go through like the Tommy filter. It and it, it, he has like that. You have this like iconic rock thing. It's like your your drum lines are always exactly what it needs to be, and it sets the groundwork for it to develop beyond that. And then, um, I mean, from a personal standpoint, uh, I love getting to play bass and synth because it gives me multiple ways to interact with what you guys are both laying down. And I think that it, uh, I like to think in broad terms, you know, soundtrack kind of stuff. So that sort of lays a, a big, massive space, which, I mean, I don't want to speak for Isaac either, but I think it ends up becoming a playground for yeah. the, your riffing. For sure. Yeah. And I, I think everybody in this band has such an iconic part of what makes it Azure Wolf. Like Isaac's guitar tones are so iconically Azure Wolf, the rock drums, the bass and the synth, because like whenever we get a review or anything, it's always like we're synth heavy, we're very synth heavy, very bass heavy. So it's just always funny. I always feel like it's mixed a little lower than you'd yeah. expect, but it's enough to have that dream kind sure. of thing going on. For sure. So kind of came together on its own. Yeah, it's always nice when it kind of organically comes together and uh, via Facebook and the internet, so it's always good. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes I made the best connections and I've never actually physically met a person, so that's yeah. pretty cool. It it's, it's nice how um, nowadays it's like the internet, you can connect with people without having to physically be with each other. Definitely uh, realized that last year with everything going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yep. So but, uh, also in February, as I kind of mentioned, you guys released the, the single uh, Pieces, uh, Both Hands. Uh, how was it writing uh, both those songs? Um, it's kind of an interesting story because we, we decided to do a writer's retreat, just the band, and we rented a cabin in the woods in the middle of nowhere out here. And Isaac brought all his recording equipment, and we just ended up um, writing, recording, and doing both of those songs, getting the picture for the cover art for it, all was at the cabin. Um, so we did that in like two days, got both of those songs done and written and everything. So that was just a cool, uh, it, it was kind of a cool homage to ourselves because we hadn't recorded anything on our own yet. So, um, it was cool to see that we could actually do it all on our own, which was nice. Yeah, that's very cool. Like a very unique, uh, recording experience, especially just being at a cabin, um, kind of isolated from everything. I think that's, that, that's actually very cool. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it was a little it tough. Was, uh, it was cold yeah. as shit. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was very cold. <laughs> yeah, the uh, before and after pictures, like when you came into the room, there's like all this furniture and a TV and a dining room set and all this stuff. And we basically just like gathered up their entire Airbnb and just like shoved it into a corner. Yeah, and put it outside. Up, you know, <laughs> rooms to isolate guitar amps yeah. and put the drums in a certain spot. and. So I wish they could see a picture of what their house looked like. Yeah, I'm glad <laughs> that's, they could. that's the thing is we forgot to take a fucking picture of it before we moved it. Because we wanted to make it back to the way it was. Yeah. yeah, we had to guess. We went back on Airbnb, looked through all the pictures, and were like, oh, I think this table was here. Oh man. Now, if you imagine just all this stuff over here and then all of our stuff here and then we made all this stuff over here, but yes, we got it all together. Yeah. yeah. So whose idea was that to uh record in that style over there um i mean i think what i don't know i feel like that's kind of like the indie rock thing to do right you just go in the cabin make some sad songs and come back <laughs> and just hope they're fucking hits you know but i think what bonnie there did it that was like they, i'm not that far down the indie <laughs> <laughs> it's indie 101 yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, I think we just wanted to, we wanted to see if we could do it on our own because we had just been through so many producers that were wringing us dry with money, um, not giving us a products that we felt proud of or that we could use. And we knew we were laying down good tracks. We just couldn't find anybody that was really listening to the music and trying to um, bring out the best quality. So it's really nice. It's been a huge turn of, of pace to have our producer in the band who obviously understands what should shine, when it should shine, and um, you know, really highlights everybody because he's seeing it from the inside. So that's that's been a huge um, turning point for us. Yeah, and it's actually allowed us, to, like all four of us, to learn a lot about the recording process too. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. he's yeah. been sitting down with us and and um, like walking us through the mixing process and all that. So we're all getting better at it. Yeah. And if anybody out there wants to record with Isaac, he's on Sound Better. Isaac Foltz, go find him because he's fantastic. Yeah, if, if anyone wants a little sample of what he can uh, produce, check out Pieces in Both Hands. I, I honestly, I really enjoyed it. If um, And just hearing the story about you guys uh, going to a cabin recording all yourself, I mean, I never would have guessed. Like, it is quality. Those two songs are very quality. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it makes it a lot easier when you do the recording process and like if you did it with somebody else that wasn't already in your inner circle band like you'd have 900 emails back and forth like do you like this do you want mm -hmm. that i had the benefit of like they could just sit here in this room with me while i'm like okay so i'm gonna pan this in now and this comes at and so yeah it works well having like everybody be able to you know weigh in on it yeah it's another benefit of the writer's retreat thing is that you know we get to spend a whole day with these songs instead of trying to come up and you know we get to get together for two three hours of practice or mm. record a couple tracks we have to wake up everything is already set up there you know i just pack my cot up out of the middle of the floor mm -hmm. and then we can just get to work right where we left off we can walk outside take like a 30 minute break away from it talk about what it needs what it doesn't need yet or what's too much and yeah um Chug some mimosas. Chug yeah, some, some mimosas. Mini mimosas. And it's, it was great being able to focus on one or two songs when, like, the album that we have that's going to come out in the <laughs> fall, we recorded that whole thing in two days. Ten songs in two days um, that we had to cram into, like, eight, nine-hour days. So it was it's really nice to be able to take as much time as we need on singles now yeah. and really, like, layer them and make them right and not rush through it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know um, quite a few bands, especially like, you know, bands I'm friends with, they do a lot of their own like recording now and producing. I think that's kind of the way now, instead of having, as you said, someone not in your band, not in your inner circle, trying to create the sound that you already have an idea of. Sure. It, it's hard to actually find someone. Yeah. And you pay thousands of dollars for yeah. something, you know? Yeah. We have Honey Rush went through four or five producers and mm -hmm. you know every one of those was a couple hundred dollars and many of them are just for us to have the opportunity to be like nah we're gonna go with somebody else yeah, you know? yeah. that's hard mm -hmm. i'm super cheap <laughs> <laughs> he he's the frugal one yeah. me and tommy are like take our money yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it, it just, it, i mean the stuff is very expensive to actually do that especially if you only get a few hours actually of studio time to actually try to do it it's better, you, as you said, you took as much time as you needed. You could have add, you know, added different things and can actually talk to each other in person. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And there are some benefits of going to the studio. Like you can, we all kind of like recorded this album that we did together um, in July, like in a room, like old school Beatles style, where you're like looking at each other, you're like no banging clip. it out you <laughs> yeah. know, or whatever. But um, so like that was fun and it was a really cool experience. But 
definitely enjoying being able to record it ourselves now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for, for sure. But I know, um, so on April 9th, you guys have another single you're going to release entitled Black Fur, which I have listened to really enjoy. There's a lot going on in there. Uh, so how was it um, writing and recording that one? Um, it has been by far the most difficult process. Um, that was one of the first songs that we collaborated on together as a band. Um, it's been about a year now, right? Yeah, it's yeah. been about a year and we're just now releasing it. And the song has gone through so many different versions. Um, we had a version that was like eight minutes long. That's how it was for a long time. And then we kind of condensed it to be like six minutes long. Um, and then we recorded it at the studio the way that it was, the professional studio. We did like the six minute version and we found a producer in London that heard it and he said, hey, this is like single worthy, but we need to fix some things and like we need to move the chorus here and do this. And he really helped us figure out how to make the song shine and condensed it to a nice like radio friendly um, length. You know, it didn't need to be six minutes. We were like overdoing it a little bit. So he taught us a lot about songwriting um, and how to get the point across without overstating it. Um, so after a year, we're finally ready to release it. And I think it, it's finally at a point where it needed to be from the beginning. Yeah, I, I featured in my show uh, a few days ago. I really enjoyed it. I think it, I'm, I'm definitely, I, I think it flows well with like pieces in both hands and now black fur. I think it definitely, it definitely has a nice flow with um, the song and uh, your songwriting and everything. Thank you. Thanks. So for everyone, make sure to check it out. It drops on April 9th, all the streaming platforms. Uh, make sure to really listen, like make sure to listen to it. I really enjoyed it. I know everyone else will. If you heard it on my show, you already can you already know what to expect. So make sure to, on all all the streaming platforms, save it, buy it, wherever you get music from. Yeah. And then come <laughs> see us in West Virginia on April 10th and we'll play it. Yes. And if you can't come to the show in West Virginia, it will be live streamed um on April 24th. You can buy tickets to see it on April 24th. You guys are very good. That was actually my next topic I had. Yeah. <laughs> so as uh, as you guys already said, you have an upcoming show in West Virginia on April 10th, the day after Black Fur is dropped. Mm -hmm. How does it feel to play a show again? Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we we're definitely a live band at heart. Like we just, that's where we shine. And uh, it's been I think the hardest part of this whole thing is not being able to do that um, too much. Uh, we've been able to take advantage of some like live stream opportunities and stuff, but um, it's just not the same as having like an actual like audience to, to bounce off vibes with. So um, super excited for that. Definitely, definitely. Uh, the live streaming has been great. It's been keeping us going and like giving us reasons to keep writing and um, you know, make a little money here and there to help with the recording. It's It's been really good for us to just perfect our live performance too, but it's surprisingly very, very difficult to play to an empty room. You know, there's like no energy to feed off of. It's kind of awkward. You have a camera in your face and um, it'll be nice to just have a show where we can just have fun and connect with the people in the audience again. I feel like it's been forever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, I enjoy live streams for the most part, but as you said, I mean, and sometimes like the live streams, like Facebook, sometimes it crashes. So like you don't even get to see the whole thing or if like it's really like buffering and all that stuff. So sometimes the experience isn't the best. And that's really just on the server's part because of how many people actually want to watch. But I mean, 
it's cool. It was nice for like, you know, last year and, you know, while everything was, you know, obviously no live shows and stuff, but yeah, I think the vibes are definitely different when there's no noises. Like you watch like an NBA game or an NFL game and like, there's like, you know, plastic or not plastic, uh, paper uh, cutouts, which I thought was clever, <laughs> but it's just not the same. No, oh, maybe we should same. start doing that. Oh yeah, <laughs> that could help. I'll send you one. I'll send you one of me. That's yeah, perfect. We'll just need to get a hundred of you. Yeah, just do different faces. Different facial yeah, expressions. Yeah. I could do that, maybe. I have like four expressions I could do. That's plenty. Good. Yeah. For the four super cool radio guys over there, thank you. Yeah. yeah someone should have thought of that earlier for uh, when the live stream is hot to put like cardboard cutouts of people. <laughs> Look how many people are here. <laughs> it's hard to balance. It's hard to be, um, to show excitement when you're like faking crowd stuff. There was a, a concert I watched where they were um, on the walls, like projecting images of previous shows that the band had played. So they have like pictures of the crowds and stuff, you know, enjoying their shows, but it feels like a moratorium. Like, like they're just like mourning the loss of live shows. And I'm, <laughs> I, you know, that, that's hard to, it's hard to capture an excitement when it's, you're nostalgic for the feeling. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I, I see like uh, quite a few shows like uh, pumping in like crowd noise. Like if you watch any kind of like live wrestling show on TV, they yeah. pump in crowd noises. Like I think the NBA was doing that too for a while. It's just, it's just not the same. You already know, you already know it's fake. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a laugh track. Sad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot people still watch wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I might be the only one at this point. Yeah, I just started and it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been watching uh, AEW on TNT a lot. That that's some good stuff. <laughs> for for like the other two people who watch wrestling. <laughs> Hot take 2021 wrestling's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But um so uh, how do you guys prepare for like this will be um an in-person show um any kind of special things you do before you take the stage? Um, uh, we try to laugh. We yeah. we hug and we laugh, and we usually drink wine, chain smoke a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> get the nerves out a little mm -hmm. bit. Uh, we cram practices like mad. Like I mean, we'll run our whole set two, three times, four if it's a longer day of practice, just to make sure that everything is uh, as tight as it can be. I mean, we we put a lot of emphasis on being able to deliver exactly what we want from the songs live which can be really tough with all the moving pieces so um there's a lot of thought that goes into who's playing what when so that we maintain the full sound of a song um without or, you know while being within the limitations of trying to play it live yeah um actually i like how you said that like i mean i, I know some bands who like this is like the studio version we could still play you know a version of it but it's gonna be slightly different compared to a live show because you don't have everything in the studio that you do live right and we kind of like that i mean like it's not live if it sounds exactly the way that you can listen to it and on spotify right. so gotta have a little bit of flavor yeah for sure and Definitely, can you have more uh, flexibility to play around the song a little bit more while you play it live compared to like a studio version. For yeah. sure. And I, I don't have six hands, so I can't do two synths. <laughs> we just, keep, time, we just so. keep adding more instruments to Sean's. Play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder, I'm going to have like drums and stuff strapped to me at one of these shows and like a harmonica thing, and it's going to be wild. 
Yeah, me and Victoria will come up and be like, dude, oh, this would sound awesome. Sean, you need to like, yeah. <laughs> We're going to buy you a cello. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. It's going to sound awesome. You're going to do it. Yeah, I, the more upset I look on stage, just know I didn't ask for this. <laughs> the life chose you. Yeah. All right, we got a song with the clarinet. I think you got it, right? <laughs> Don't give the asthmatic a clarinet. <laughs> Dude, John Paul Jones used to play bass with his feet. I. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Spent all these money on new boots, and you guys want me to take them off so I can play bass with my feet. <laughs> it's all about the live show, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but also, so... Um, the show on April 10th uh, in West Virginia. What can people expect if they're in the area and want to see you guys live? They can expect all the new music that we've been working on, um, stuff that hasn't been recorded yet. Um, and of course, the singles that we're going to be releasing coming up in the next few months. Um, so really, you'll get a sneak peek into behind the scenes what we've been doing these last few months and how we've been developing our sound and our live performance. And a couple old favorites, people listen to the band for a long time, songs that uh, we know people really love, that we love playing live, that obviously we'll have a lot of that in there as well. It sounds like a very cool show, and as you said, it'll be uh, live streamed on April 24th? Yes. Yep. Got that right. <laughs> if anyone can't see them, you can at least see them digitally with a live stream as well, if you can't make it out to West Virginia. But I've been there. It's a very nice state. It's only two states over from me. It's all right. <laughs> I was more in the well, you know, I was more in the whitewater rafting and uh, out in nature. So I really enjoyed that part. Yeah, it is very beautiful. There's a lot of yeah. natural scenery. Pepperoni rolls, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what? I know you're right. You're right. It's a thing. Is a West Virginia thing? Yes. Uh, I I didn't know. I, I wasn't know they were known for that. See, you learn something. <laughs> That's right. I I always do, especially about West Virginia, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure if you can make it out on April 10th, see, see them live. If you can't, it'll be live stream. I know it's going to be, from what I've heard of you guys, I know it's going to be a great show. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, I got to transition now because I didn't really have anything good lined up. But uh, <laughs> so this is a transition. <laughs> Uh, another great question for you guys. What music have you been listening to this week? Uh, this week? ABBA. Where Hell are you yeah. pulling these from? <laughs> really? Listening to ABBA? Yes, I really was. <laughs> Man's on a disco kick. <laughs> yeah, really. What have you been listening to this week? Man, Kings of Leon. <laughs> All out. Okay. <laughs> No, this is not this is not the first question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's always the same question to me. What I, are your future plans? Uh, Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon. <laughs> I actually have their guitar. Uh, yeah, whip that back. Uh, yeah, yeah, you gotta show them that. How'd you get that? Well, well I don't it's not have, actually. It's not actually. Oh. Sure. I was gonna say like you stole it or something. Yeah, I did. Shh, don't tell anybody on the radio. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah. this is being broadcast. <laughs> the guy from Kings Leon plays a Gibson ES325, and specifically the one from 1972, which I have. Gibson's going to sue you now. Yeah. <laughs> come come and take it, Gibson. <laughs> uh, Sean, what have you been listening to? Uh, I mean, Something obscure, I'm going to assume. Yeah, yeah sure. I'm pretty eclectic. Uh, lately, there's some, like, California indie vibe playlist that I've been throwing on just anything that uh, makes you want to drive around under palm trees, chain smoking and feeling sad. 
Mm. Like that's kind of it's been, a vibe. Yeah, that it's, is a vibe. it's been, yeah, that is a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, My friend would call that produce wave. Produce wave. wave. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason being is that's like the music you listen to while you're in the grocery store. Buying produce. Yeah. Tomatoes. Or I have an emotional attachment to broccoli now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I've been on a similar kick with music, like yeah. kind of like getting into that summer vibe, summer melancholy vibe. Yeah, I feel especially like well today it was like gray and rainy for me, so I could definitely feel that. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned Ava in my last uh, video, my skit video I did like last week. Um, I had uh, I had my friend uh, do a countdown of his favorite uh, Ava songs. Because oh, yeah. he wanted to, but uh, then I interrupted him to say, no, we're supposed to do ACDC like we were scripted. <laughs> <laughs> where, where do you put Waterloo on that uh, on your favorite uh, ABBA songs? Probably two. <laughs> What's number one? Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> DQ, baby. DQ. <laughs> respect, respect. I've been uh, listening to um, this week, Queens of the Stone Age. Nice. I've really been getting into them. Like the one where Dave Grohl played drums on, or like the older stuff, or something newer. Or? I've been kind of mixing it, uh, mostly kind of their more recent stuff, um, and then that uh, that kind of led me into listening to post pop depression again because that's uh, Josh Homme was um, on that as well. So, but I kind of their more newer stuff. Uh, it was on a video game I recently played, so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna check out the Queens of Stone Age again. Well, if you like them, dude, check out the Vultures too. Yeah, the that Crooked Vultures. Sick. Oh, is that is that uh? So it's Dave on drums, Dave Grohl, and Josh Hom sing guitar, and then JP, uh, JPJ, JPJ <laughs> on bass, John Paul Jones. So yeah, it's sick. That actually sounds that like sounds like a super group. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Only have I would definitely album. check that out. They only have the one album, but it's bangers front to back. Yeah, it's so good. Especially Dave, uh, Dave Grohl playing drums again. That that surprised me. He sings background uh, backup on a lot of it too. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, he said after Nirvana he didn't want to play drums again, so I'm kind of surprised. Oh, he's been in a lot of stuff. He actually played drums on a lot of the early Foo Fighters uh, records too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I know the first one he played like everything. Yeah, mm -hmm. which is very impressive. Amazing yeah. beast. Yeah, talented dude. For sure. For sure. Also, if he's, if he's listening to this, I'd like to interview him for my show sometime. Yeah. And if he's listening to this, let me kiss you, buddy. <laughs> you got him. Well, I don't know how I can top that. <laughs> so, uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out. It's super cool, right? I think on that note, I think it's a great way to end. I do got one more thing before I let you go, though. Um, what can we expect for you from you guys for the rest of the year? Um, we're going to be releasing four singles. Um, a music video is going to come out with Black Fur. And the single after that, Honey Rush, will have a music video for it too. Um, and then our album is going to be releasing in the fall. And hopefully we'll be playing a lot of shows this summer. Um, socially distanced, healthy shows. Uh, hopefully things will be opening up, at least in our area. So keep an eye out for us. And make sure to check out uh, Black Fur Drops on April 9th. All all your uh, streaming platforms, check it out. Give it a listen. Because, again, I, can, I honestly, I really enjoy that song. I don't know how much I can say it, but it just the, the vibe for uh, Black Fur is just there. And I really enjoy it. Thanks. Thank, Thanks. You. Thank you so much. So for 
Victoria, Isaac, Thomas, and Sean of Azul Wolf. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. I'm Matthew Thomas, of course, with Super Cool Radio. Thank you for watching. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Matthew. Thanks.